Hey everyone, it's Drew Ross. You're listening to the Better You Love Drew podcast. I'm involved in this program for the institution where I got certified, which was the Life Coach School. And they host daily or every other day class sessions where they show either live coaching calls or they'll bring a coach on to talk about a topic that's of interest to them or the audience that they're speaking to. So it's called Self-Coaching Scholars. It's available to the public. It's also available to me as a certified life coach through the Life Coach School Institution. So for my growth, I try and stay up to date with these monthly calls since they're around 30 every single month. So they host three to four per week, and it's a mix of just sessions where they are discussing a topic or hosting live coaching calls. So they're filled with tons of value, no matter which one you're attending. There are tons of good options uh, and people to learn from as these sessions occur regularly. The reason that this matters is because I attended recently a live coaching call and a lady was being coached on either renting or purchasing a home. And the takeaway from her coaching was worth talking about. So if I can learn from these sessions, and so can you. And I really love where this conversation went and the overall takeaway from this live coaching call that happened earlier this week. What was happening was that she was torn between the exact topic of that call and a tale as old as time, which is renting or buying the next place that she would call home. And she had been going back and forth on this for a while prior to this live coaching meet. And that's something that she had mentioned when she jumped on the call. This is honestly just a thought, but there are, in my opinion, less steps to lease and move into an apartment than there are to buy a home. So she was discussing the things that she needed to do to make the purchase or continue to lease an apartment, the savings that she needed to start doing now, the bank conversations, she needed to find a realtor, the move out timeline, how it would be easier to stay and lease the apartment that she's currently in and so on. As they were playing around with getting to the decision to move forward, the coach raised a really good point to the lady and she asked if both final decisions were filled with equal amounts of good and bad, what would the final decision be? And her answer was, well, obviously I would buy the house. When this happened, a lot of things came up. And first of all, it sort of made me question how I make decisions in my life. So I'm not here to change the way I make decisions. It's more so just to get curious on how I'm currently making decisions in my life. I'm generally one to just trust that I'm making a good decision and I love that decision most of the time, but this is an added extra element that helps me dive a little bit deeper into the decision-making process for myself. I could recognize that I could have my own back in the decision-making process and relook at the paths that I decided to take each time. I'm good at trusting myself when making decisions, but I do tend to spend time in the well, what if I had gone this direction or that path might have gotten me there quicker? This sort of entire what if scenario when you're deciding between a couple different things. This idea of neutralizing the decision making process doesn't delete that narrative in my head about one path being better than the other, but it does give me another reason to love the decisions that I make more often and with speed. 
it reminded me of choosing a seat on the subway because I did a lot of this when I was in New York recently. When I step onto the train, I don't spend a ton of time debating which seat is the absolute best option. I just find the first available and I sit down. Each seat option is going to get me there just as quickly as another seat option. So I don't spend a lot of time being like, well, this seat could be better than that seat and so on. Not to mention the seats change all the time. At one stop, you could be sitting by yourself. And the next stop, you could be surrounded by a lot of different people. My surroundings, depending on seat selection, won't be that drastic. Same with an airplane. Since I mainly fly economy, I know that I want an aisle seat, but I don't really mind where it is on the plane, and I don't see a large difference between rows 17 or 23. I just choose the first aisle seat available and know that I'm going to get my final to my final destination regardless. Or when you're entering into a venue for a concert or a sporting event, I mainly pick the first available line because they all tend to get me into the stadium at about the same time as the others. And they ultimately get to my outcome, which is just getting inside the stadium in a reasonable fashion to either see the sporting event that I'm attending or the concert artist that's on deck for that night. I don't find it valuable to silence or delete negative thought patterns in my head. But I do find it very valuable to give myself additional talking points when these negative thought patterns come up. Something so important is having the dialogue with your brain. When we have negative thoughts come up, we just try and silence them, push them down, push them away. But having a conversation with those negative thoughts is really something that's so important to get curious on why am I having this thought to begin with. I allow myself to re-question or question the paths ahead of me. And I also allow myself to give myself more ammunition to justify that one one path won't be far worse or better than the other. So this whole what if one path isn't better than the other or what if both paths are filled with equal amounts of good and bad, it gives me that ammunition. So when my brain starts to act up and I have all of these crazy thoughts about the what ifs and getting stuck in confusion on which way to go, I can use this as an ammunition to have a conversation with my brain about if both paths are equally good and bad, they're going to have equal amounts of good and bad, which direction should I go? It's going to expedite that decision-making process and sort of help me have a better narrative with the what-if conversation that's going on. For the people that are like, it's not that simple, or I really like to mull things over and take my sweet little time, this isn't a way to say you're making decisions incorrectly or wrong, or this shouldn't change your approach altogether. This is really just opening up curiosity to be like, if I just assume that all the decisions that I made were filled with equal amounts of good and bad, then what would the decision making process look like? This is non-committal and just fun to play around with. So what happened was she got clear on what she wants, and she also got clear on who she needs to be to make it happen. Moving forward for her, the person buying the home is someone totally different than the person leasing the apartment. That's also something that she recognized. She gets to start acting like that person immediately, starting with this one decision by neutralizing both options. If I know I'm buying a home in the future, my spending habits, my budgets, my planning, probably my weekend life or my day-to-day life are going to look different. They just, they just are. And having a clearer idea of what my goal is for the future with less confusion on what approach to take next 
is a big energy saver and really paves a path for more clarity and less confusion. This lesson can be a really simple approach to further evaluating the way you show up to make decisions in your life. In front of you, you have a couple different options. You know what those options are, and they're filled with different paved paths that have different bumps in the road. Refreshingly, though, each path is filled with equal amounts of good and bad, meaning one isn't going to make you tremendously better than the other, and one isn't going to make you tremendously worse than the other. We're not here to change who you are as a person. We're here to get curious about the way you think and the way that you act, especially in the decision-making space for this episode in particular. I have a really fun episode on deck for you all next week. It's another guest. Surprise, surprise. I can't wait to see you then. Have a great week, everyone. ways are you tapping into the best version of yourself on a daily basis? Maybe you've been following me since the beginning, or maybe this is your first ever Better You Love Drew podcast episode. Regardless, if you like what you hear on the podcast and want to take this information and apply it to your life today, that's what I'm here for. Working with a life coach helps make your already amazing life even more amazing. It's possible to set up really big goals and achieve them. And it's possible to change the way you are currently operating to show up daily for a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. It's also a lot easier than you might think. Instead of thinking success like that happens to other people, let me show you how you can do it for yourself. Book a consultation with me via Instagram at Drew Ross Coaching. You can also do it via my website, DrewRossCoaching.com or by sending me an email, drewrosscoaching at gmail.com. The time is now and you are ready, I promise you. See you in the consultation.